Well, this morning, uh, Pastor Ken wasn't feeling well, and uh, he did the COVID test, but he didn't get the results back yet, and everybody uh, on our pastoral staff has gotten sick over the past week. Uh, Beth uh, uh, got sick as well, and uh, a couple people that I know close to us. Uh, so it's been a week of uh, people being sick, but we pray for healing and restoration on them, and that they can be with us soon. So this morning, I want to share with you a message. Are you ready to hear this message this morning? Because I'm ready to preach it, so. <laughs> okay, that's good. It's good to know. Well, it's exciting to be here the first Sunday of 2022. Uh, 2021 was a year, wasn't it? And I haven't seen you all since last year. It's been a long time. Also, not to brag, but I haven't bought anything on Amazon all year. <laughs> you know, it's working for me so far. We'll see how it goes. But today I want to speak to you on a topic of God still makes all things new. Our theme last year was all things new. And I'd like to do a little recap of 2019 theme, but also share some new things and, and share some things that have spoke to me and that we as a body uh, have, have received this last year. But God still makes all things new. And God is still going to keep making things new. Even though we're going to change a theme as a church, Pastor Ken is going to introduce a new theme next Sunday. Uh, I can't tell you what it is because that's not on me. <laughs> but it's a good theme. I'm looking forward to it. But God is still making all things new. And he's still working and he's still moving. And that's the God that we serve. Amen? That's the God that we serve. You know... <clears throat> We've had a couple of themes and messages that we've shared this last um, year, and some of them went uh, along the lines, uh, new habits, a new look at faithfulness, new endurance, new forgiveness, new words, new mind, new comfort, new perspective, new motivation, new routine, new peace, new influence, new goat, if you remember that one, a new approach to having needs met, and then I had a message on just straight ahead, please, and we had a lot of different messages on new things. But for those of you who don't know, in back in February, as a church, we went through a little bit of a hiccup because we were in a lockdown as a church and we were doing a pre-recording here on a Wednesday. Um, anyhow, long story short, our, we, we got robbed and nobody was here. So, you know, a whole bunch of instruments went missing, all the computers and all, the, all of our stuff um, went missing. Uh, still haven't found who did it. But it was kind of like we had a joke in the office. Thankfully, we had an insurance. So when Pastor Ken shared the theme with us in the, in the beginning, well, all things new, we didn't know that God really wanted all things new. Not just some things, but all. I mean, new computers, new instruments, uh, new people. I mean, you name it. It was like just a new year for, for us as a church. And I feel like I feel refreshed, and I feel like God still wants to do more new things. And for those of you that have been with us, I know some of you guys have been here in the church for, for a while. And I say for a while, dating back. Pre, pre, previously to the pandemic, like pre-2020, pre, pre you might have seen a lot of new people that have joined our church over the past little while. And I hope you love it. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you stick around. And I hope you feel like home and you enjoy coming here and feeling the presence of God. Uh, we've had the new worship team members, like an amazing guitar player, uh, Matt, who is an incredible young 
talented guy who can just shred the guitar. You heard it this morning. Uh, Marco leading worship. Uh, Marco and I go way back. For those who didn't know, I was the first one that knew him when he was in his mother's belly. I remember, his, I remember when his mom was pregnant with him back at home. Uh, we, grew, we, we didn't really grow up together because I was a generation ahead. Uh, but really close with the sister and the whole family. And actually, uh, sister got married into family. So we're actually family, really. So we're not only a church family now, Marco. We're family. We've always been a family. But a lot of new things, new people, new experiences. Uh, this new wall, I mean, this big TV, gigantic, this is kind of new, you know. It, uh, it was still learning and still working on it. But it, I, I just like that I can just be in a forest all of a sudden, you know. You know, I don't have to be like, I don't have to go outside and freeze. I can just say, hey, I want to be in a forest. Do we have a Hawaii on there or something? <laughs> I know that's pushing it a little too much. If you want to go on a vacation, just come here to church. We're going to put you on a stage. We're going to just change the background, okay? You'll be on a vacation in a minute. But we just had a lot of new things that happened. And, and, and Phil was also new on staff, uh, volunteering, but helping off with small groups. Uh, really did a lot of good work. Uh, Laura was new. Uh, Amos, the guy that plays the guitar here, the bass guitar, also new bassist, amazing bassist, amazing guy, amazing family. Has joined the church just after the first wave, and uh, Laura, his daughter, has taken on the uh, the role of uh, children's ministry, which was amazing. We really needed someone, and she's been doing an incredible job. I mean, just kids love Laura, uh, and uh, just uh, new after new after new, and it, and it, I feel like KWCF has had a lot of new stuff. But I also have a feeling that God still wants to do a lot of new stuff in the future. And this morning, we've sent off a family that's been with us for 12 years. We prayed for them and the children, and they're moving to the States. For those of you who don't know, Mitch and Laura Nicholson, the three kids, they're moving to the States this Thursday. Mitch has a lot of family there, so it's not anything new. It's, it's been a decision they've made, prayed, prayed through and stuff like that. And, and it's a newness for them, uh, but we're going to miss them. But like I said, a lot of new things. And um, <clears throat> with all the messages that we've shared, I'm going to highlight a few things that kind of stood out to me. And when people say New Year, usually what people think is like, you know what, the number has changed. It's not 2021, it's now 2022. So it's a new year. So we're hoping for new, new things, hoping for better, to be better, to do, do better in my diet, to do better in this, to do better at that, to be better at that, to... You know, whatever goals, whatever people uh, come up with in a new year. But for us Christians and believers, we don't put our hopes in a new year per se, in a new number because it's just a new year. We put our hope and trust in the one who makes all things new. And that can happen in the middle of the year. It can happen at the end of the year. It can also happen in the beginning of the year. But God is always making things new. And he's the God, the God that we serve is the God who is always making things new. He's always moving. He's always working. It's the new miracles. It's the new revelations. It's new things. When you go to scripture, happens to me so many times, I read the same passage and over and over again, there's something new that's going to come out, a new revelation, a new strength, something new that's going to come out of it. So our God that we serve is a God of newness freshness and that is what I believe that God wants us all to live and believe this morning so we don't put our trust in the new year we put our trust in the one who makes all things new 
Pastor Ken, in the beginning of this, we were in a lockdown in January. And when he shared this theme, he was speaking about a couple of aspects. One was personal aspect and corporate aspect of God making all things new. How is God revealing himself to us in a new way? And how is God uh, revealing, uh, revealing to us that we can relate to each other in a new way? And then he talked about the mission of the church and the methods, how they change. Uh, how the mission is always the same. The methods change. And, and the church can do new things. And we can fulfill uh, what God wants us to fulfill. In Acts uh, 2, uh, they met from house to house with gladness, simplicity. And the Lord kept on adding to the church daily. They didn't have a building at that time. And, and then one of the ma major things that Pastor Ken talked about when we were in lockdown for quite a, quite a while there after Christmas last year, uh, he talked about how every household should start a home church. And the home church should be uh, a, a, this building block of the local church, which is this, when we get together. Establishing a home altar, time when we, we as a family spend together and we pray and we worship. And, and then I, if you remember back in, I think it was January 2, that I shared a message on all things new and what that meant for me. And I shared a, a story of a Samaritan woman who came, who was on a, on a mountain uh, and, and then met Jesus. And then Jesus changed everything when she met him. He changed her priority. She came to draw water. She just came for the essentials. But she was met with the Savior. And her priority changed. Her deepest need was not to draw the water from the well. Her deepest need was spiritual nature. And Jesus changed her priority, and she didn't care about water anymore. I mean, she came to draw the water, but that's the last thing that was on her mind then because her spiritual need was met. And that's what we were reminded of, that we as Christians, our greatest need is in the spiritual nature. It's not in, in what we see and what we can experience. And when that greatest need is met with Jesus in our heart, presence in us and everything changes then our priorities change we used to be worried about so, way too many things before this pandemic but then uh, i've seen so many people change their priorities and they realize you know some things that i've been doing for such a long time they're not important anymore and there's more important things to do so the spiritual life is a focus and then a new perspective he gave jesus gave her a new perspective she came to the to the well which she had a conversation with Jesus in John 4, and Jesus, uh, she, she told Jesus, she said, well, you, you guys, you Jews, referring to them worshiping, you used to worship on this mountain. This is why the well was made, so that you would come and worship. And then Jesus said, well, the time has come that the true worshipers will not worship on this mountain anymore, but they will worship the Father in the spirit and truth. And how God was doing the new thing back then with Jesus having a conversation with the Samaritan woman, but how that uh, referred to us when we were in a lockdown. It wasn't about being in a certain place. It wasn't about being here, 1,000 Bleams Road, that we had to worship and we had to come together to worship, but God was doing something in everyone's heart. And the true worship was a matter of heart and the spirit being connected with Father. And then God gave her a new purpose. Jesus gave her a new purpose. When she was wondering about what she, what she was going to do, she didn't have much probably, not much going for her, had five husbands and all this. But then after Jesus witnessed to her, she just went off running to uh, tell everyone what she has just experienced and what she has just seen. And it was incredible. And nothing else mattered. She was one of the first evangelists to all the Samaritans at that time, telling everyone about Jesus this guy that changed her life. And today I just want to share a few verses 
that we've talked about over the past year. We mentioned Revelation 21.5, and the one sitting on the throne said, look, I'm making everything new. Isaiah 43, forget the former things. Uh, this is verse 18 and then 19 and on. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me and the jack jackals and owls because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, and they may proclaim my praise. And I also mentioned another verse during the, uh, one of my sermons in Philippians 1.6, which, which is this. I'm convinced, confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, till the, till the time of his return. So, the new work that Jesus has begun in our life, the moment we've accepted him in, in our life as a savior, is being continued and is being done until the day of Christ. God is do always doing something new in our life. He's always moving. He's always revealing himself. There's newness. There's freshness about God. So God is, God is fresh. God is creative. He makes all things new. And it would be appropriate for us in this process of God making all things new to really focus forward. And if you remember, I mentioned a lot of analogies, but one of the, the favorite analogies is, is, is driving. You know, I know most of us here are drivers. Some of us have, have been uh, newer to it. Some of us have been driving for a while. But when you're driving, and as, as, as I was mentioning this in the past, the car represents life. And we're in this life. And when we drive this car, we have all this glass around us. And we can either focus on forward and what's coming ahead, where we're going, or we can get distracted and start looking at different glass. So we've got the windshield and all the other glass, and then we've got the rear view mirror and the tool on the side. And if you've done this in the past, you focus too much on the rear view mirror, you can, you can lose, uh, um, you can get distracted and, and lose where you're going, what's going on. If you focus too much on the side, you're gonna get off the track. And then I mentioned how the scripture was a GPS to us and how if we're moving forward with God into, into the newness of, of, of God and what he has for us, we have to always keep the scripture alive and keep the scripture ahead so that we know where we're going, so that we know where God is leading us. So it's very important for us to keep the focus forward, not at the rearview mirror, but at the glass right in front of us. And for this, for us to accomplish this, I have just three points for you this morning. We will need, as I said in the past, we will need, number one, to forget the past. <laughs> forget the past. Some past is good. Some past is bad. Some memories are more painful than the others. But the past is in the past. It's in the past. And there is nothing that you can do about it right now. This last year, 2021, was probably one of the hardest, I would say, one of the hardest years of my life because those of you that don't know, my dad ended up in a hospital. He's still in a hospital. And um, 
I, I seen it as something, as, as devil really trying to attack me and my family and get my focus off, like I was mentioning driving, I was driving, going forward, being excited, and it's like the devil will always try to, to trip you up, to discourage you, to take your hope, your joy, your, your direction away, to, to uh, make things murky, and, and he will always try to discourage us. But you know what? I didn't let him. I didn't let him one bit. There was days when it was hard, but I didn't give up. I didn't give in. I'm ke still keeping my focus forward with faith and hope that I have in my heart that my dad is going to be all right, that my dad is going to wake up. Actually, the latest news that we received about my dad is that my dad did wake up, but he is still in a coma, which means that he's not responding to, to the doctors. Although, this last Thursday, or what was it, Friday, when we got an update that he, um, when the doctor asked him if he can hear him because she was on, uh, we were on the phone with, with the family, uh, he n kind of nodded with his head, which was a big, big miracle. Uh, so he's still in a, in, in a process of recovery, but I'm believing just like I'm preaching this morning, that God is making all, still making all things new in my dad's life. And he's um, re revitalizing his, his neurons and the cells in his body everything is being made new in his body and I believe that there's going to be a day when I want to speak with my dad again and that's going to be soon that's why I believe that 2022 is going to be a great year because <laughs> um, that's going to happen but like it says here forget the former things do not dwell on the past another translation it says stop going over things dwelling on what ifs but what if that what if I just did that? What if they did this? What if, um, you know, what if they actually hadn't done that to me? And you know, what devil wants us to do, he wants us to dwell on the past and ask and, ask and keep asking the question, what if, and what if that? And, what if? and he wants us to be so busy with the past and so busy with the hurt and pain that we've experienced that we would just get stuck and that we wouldn't move forward. That's what the devil wants for us. That's his plan for our life. He wants us to get stuck and not go forward and not flourish. But you know what? The most wonderful thing about life is this present moment that you and I have right now. This moment. Right now with God. It is all we have. It is, all, it is all that we know. And you know what? I realized when we're talking about the, all things new, that God doesn't live in the past. He doesn't live in the future. God lives here right now. And his presence is for this very moment right now. He's with us. When we say God with us, Emmanuel, that means right in this moment. Not in, in, the, in the past, in what's happened in the past, but right now. So, what we need to do is we need to understand that and we need to embrace that. We need to let go of the past. We need to focus on here, now, this present moment because that is the medicine for healing. It is the medicine for moving forward. And because most of us in some shape or form have to deal with our past, I believe that most of us have to deal with our past, some of the painful experiences so that we would understand our life now and how we live now, how we respond now. Many people don't want to talk 
or deal, about, deal with the past because it's just too painful. Um, it's holding them back. They don't want to discuss it. They don't want to share it. And, 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 I, and I've said this in the past. I'll say it again. That's why the counselors and people are there as professionals that can do this to uncover the past so that they can see where, where are you stuck? What's stopping you to move forward? And I've done a great deal of that in 2021 myself, just to encourage you as well. To resolve the pain and to start living in the present and plan for the future. We need to deal with the past so that we don't move into the future hurting everybody else because I've said this in the past, hurt people will hurt other people and hurtful experiences will, hurt, will bring more hurtful experiences. But we need to deal with what we can right now in this present moment. What is it that I can do right now? What are we going to do about it? Talked about, which, which is the point number two, to live in the present. You know, it, it simply means this. Look around, what do we have now? What, what can I do right now? Um, Pastor Ken mentioned it back in January. Let's not focus on the things that we can't do, but let's focus on the things that we can do, that we can do personally, that we can do as a church. What can I do now? What can I do right now to move forward? What can I do right now to make things better? What can I do right now to get the peace that I need right now? What can I do to be filled with joy? What can I do to, to flourish, to experience God's blessings in my life? And if you remember, I, message, I shared a message about habits. We, sh we talked about a new mind, new words, new peace, new influence, new routine, new forgiveness. Uh, and then all of these messages that were shared, it was actually about the moment. What can we do right now in the present moment? It was the small steps that we take. It's right now that we decide to stop living in resentment. Right now that we, that we decide that we stop living in bitterness. That we don't want to live in unforgiveness and anger and the blaming game. Oh, they did that to me. They did this to me. We can stop living a life of bad habits and we can develop over time and start developing good, good new habits that will help us push us forward. And, and because we can't expect new things in our life by doing the same old things. And I've talked about, if you remember, the habits that produce great thoughts, the habits that produce great prayers, the, the, the habits that produce great sacrifices. And if you want to have a great life, you will have to develop good habits. Talked about new mind and how important it is for us that we renew our mind daily. Romans 